and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast. <laughs> My name is Eric and this is Sarah. Why did you start laughing? I don't know. It looked like you um, like we're about to burp or something. Me? <laughs> and then you like moved at the last second away from your microphone. Oh, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I think I was just stretching my neck. Oh. You know? Anyway, welcome back, guys. I hope you're doing well. I'm excited about this week's episode. Yeah. We haven't, we kind of were talking about it, trying to decide exactly what uh, direction we wanted to take it in all morning. But this is hopefully for anyone out there who feels like they are stuck in some sort of weird loop, whether it's in the realm of, you know, relationships, career, fitness or health. Like there's all sorts of these huge areas that take up a lot of our time and energy in life. And I feel like sometimes we just, we can't get to the next level. Like we feel like we are putting in the work and like reading the self-help books and all of that. And we have an idea of what we're trying to achieve in that category and just the needle is not budging. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we had a like kind of a rough past week, right? Yeah, in a way. We had some deep conversations, and I feel like we made a couple of breakthroughs as far as like our mindset goes. Yeah, this this episode, the idea for it started as like, oh, let's like recap the conversations and like expand on them. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really want to do that. You know, we didn't want to just kind of have the same conversation again Mm -hmm. you know so yeah we're kind of just going to expand on it what does expound mean similar so i was gonna say it and i was like i don't actually know what it means yeah so we had i want to say two major like long like multiple hour maybe like at least one hour conversations each time where we kind of i don't know i feel like there have been certain things we haven't been on the same page about because we eric and i think very differently even though we are communicating constantly, we just kind of see the world differently. And sometimes that leads to, uh, what's the word I want to use? Just like misunderstandings. Yeah. 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 So uh, we had two long, long conversations and, and I just, we felt like it would be ex- like, like those conversations, they're very impactful and they, f- they feel a lot better to get them off your chest. It's like a relief but it's also very exhausting yeah, so yeah. to go through the entire thing. Plus, it's it's not – I don't think it's like – I think it is helpful to share like personal examples from life to other people. But everyone's circumstances are different. So I feel like if we can abstract a little bit away from the specifics, it, it can be a little bit more helpful. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you want to start? Well, hold on. Logistics. Before we start. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's time for our supporter shout out? I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I um, spent so much time worrying about getting into the supporter shout out that I, I had to pull up in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So every week we want to give a little shout out and thank our monthly supporters on Anchor who give a monthly donation to keep our podcast and us alive and fed. <laughs> so shout out to... Inga Pfeiffer, Alexis May, Kevin Dooley, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton. Mm-hmm. We thank you and bless your hearts. Yeah, and this is actually, we'll get into this later because 
like accepting donations from people who find our content valuable was something that came up in, in one of our conversations because so I guess just to dive in here, like I said, there's a couple of like core pillars of everyone's life, right? So like you can't get through life without thinking about relationships and your physical health and your safety and your career, or your financial situation, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like at any given time, each of us kind of has one or a few of those topics that we feel like we really have like nailed down. Like we feel in control of it. And then others, I think we struggle with in particular. And it's different for each of us just depending on our upbringing, right? And mm-hmm. what limiting beliefs we have been instilled with, right? Which is funny. If you listen to our our money episode which mm-hmm. wasn't it just called the money episode yeah i think it was if you listen to that you know that we come from much different backgrounds and lifestyles mm-hmm. yet we've run into like the same issues mm-hmm. regarding money specifically and it's it's just interesting that you know yeah we come from almost opposite kind of lifestyles yeah and Not like really, socioeconomic but... and cultural backgrounds very different yet we've ended up in a very similar place yeah with money or at least the way we feel about our situations is different right because it's it's interesting because what they say what a lot of like financial gurus will say about money is that you have to change your mindset first because if you have a mindset that is very uh hung up around like scarcity and fear then it doesn't really matter how much money you acquire because you're always going to be kind of riddled with the fear of losing it or a feeling like you need to hoard it or, you know, like your beliefs dictate how you feel about your situation. Whereas if you are like comfortable living with a lot less and um, you just have a better sense of like who you are and what is valuable to you, you may not need as much as certain other people, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all very subjective. Yeah. And it really is interesting how, I mean, we're, we don't have to talk about money for that long, but I, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to like see how those values and those thoughts like get played out with people. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend who I sold something to before we moved out here and we've, we've like done transactions before. (laughs) I'm trying not to give specifics because I don't want to like call out my friend. Um, but they've always kind of been like, oh, can I pay you like in increments, right? Yeah. Like as time goes on and as I get paid and I'm like, sure. So then we hadn't spoken in a while and I sold them something and they were like, oh, can I pay you in increments? And I was like, okay, sure. So then I asked a mutual friend. I was like, hey, doesn't this person like have a much better job now? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I think they can afford to just pay me right. in full. And my other friend was like, oh, yeah, I think they just are like really scared of not having enough money at any given time. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to pay you in increments. And I was like, huh, right. I wonder what's going through their brain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so we all have these weird things like that. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. And if you guys listen to the episode or if you haven't, one of my my bigger issues has been money in my life, even though I like, you know, I've never been extremely poor or anything but i think just the way i was raised and and grew up 
especially since half of like my mom's family it's it's an immigrant family sorry if you can hear the plane outside our window we always have our windows open here and it's like a really cool brisk yeah california fall day right now. there's always one or two loud planes when we do the podcast yeah <laughs> um so what was i saying yeah so i've just grown up with a lot of limiting beliefs around money so even w- when i've had you know more of it or less of it I just pretty much always feel exactly the same. It's almost like sometimes I feel more comfortable having less because I feel like then I have less freedom and like less responsibility and fewer choices to make. And it simplifies things, which is weird. And and like on the other hand, um, like for me, I've never had trouble like manifesting like relationships, right? So if like money is like my big area where I'm always trying to like make a breakthrough, And like I'm reading all the books about money and money mindset and I just feel like I haven't been able to make the progress to that that next like level or the next rung on the ladder. Like with with me, like relationships tend to happen very like easily. I've never had to like they just like I wasn't looking for Eric and now he's my boyfriend. Right. And now you can't get rid of me. Right. But this is part of our conversation that we have. So we kind of came to the conclusion that there there are three main pillars. Right. There's. Like you said earlier, there's money, there's your health, and there's your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So we've both like we we we've both had our health struggles, right? But right. for the most part, we're healthy and we're not worried about mm-hmm. anything right now. Yeah, and we have each other. So like for both of us, the two out of three thing right. is the same, mm-hmm. right? And money is the outlier. Right. So I talk about this podcast. It's called Expanded. It's hosted by Lacey Phillips. I talk about it in a couple of other... I I mention it often on the podcast. And it's like a little more woo-woo than our podcast. It's like very spiritual, uh, like law law of attraction, question mark, manifestation (laughs) podcast, you know? And she talks about how you... A lot of people in like the new age movement... They'll say, like, just think positive, make your vision board, visualize the life you want. And like, that is what your subconscious will build for you. And her whole thing is you don't actually manifest based on what you think about or ask for. You manifest in proportion to your sense of self-worth. So it's like if you know. So my, my example, like I feel comfortable manifesting relationships because I know what I bring to a relationship and, and I have a very valuable partner to have. Yeah. And I know that about myself and I believe that. And so I, I just, I think that's why it has never been an issue. I've never been worried that I would like be single and die alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> whereas with money, I like, I think that what I've been coming to realize is that I've just, I've had this huge issue believing that I have anything valuable to offer people outside of intimate relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, Eric said that he and I have like similar money. We're like in similar money situations and that like we're both building a business and it's pretty cool that we've both been able to like sustain ourselves based on the money that we make. Like we're free of the nine to five life, you know? But we're both kind of like, for me, I felt very stagnant in my work. Um, But I realized through like our, and this is like a huge cause of my, or like a a huge contributor to my depression, because I'm someone who's very oriented towards like growth and learning. And I've felt very stagnant, like in my business, basically since 
I moved in with Eric, right? And I think this is something we've talked about a little bit, right? But um, basically, like, I was, like, working for other people for a long time. And I was worried that I'd never be able to get out of that. And I, I had this complex about graduating, you know, from Stanford with the degree and, like, not using my degree. Like, I worked at a restaurant for a while and I felt so aimless. And then I was working just as an office administrator. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was very, like, ashamed and then I started doing the vegan cooking videos and that was just like my hobby and it was something that I really loved and it happened to like really take off for me and start to make me money exactly around the time that I met Eric and I feel like that's another thing we talked about Eric and I the other night is like how closely related these big categories of like life mm -hmm. tend to be it's like if you because it's it's really about like, like I said earlier, if you think about stages of progress as like rungs on a ladder, it's like when you upgrade your mindset and feel like you're deserving of a new life in one area, quite often you feel that way in other ones, right? Yeah. And we realized that part of the reason, part of the reason that Sarah specifically feels like she was so successful at a certain time in her life is because she had this major life goal she wanted to accomplish which was leave her office job and then move to me mm -hmm. right and like have that freedom yeah with her work so she was able to she was able to do that so we're trying to we're trying to figure out how we can kind of always have a goal like that lined up mm -hmm. like a like a a bigger yet more specific and less vague right goal right because it's hard to set your goal as oh my goal is to be successful mm -hmm. you know it's that's like that's like jumping so many rungs on that ladder you were talking about right, right. it's like you need to have you need to have the next you always need to have the next step or the next rung before you can get to the top right right so it's like you can get stuck by not really knowing all of those steps in between and mm -hmm. just saying well i want to you know, I want to make six figures. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, well, you have to make like a thousand dollars a month <laughs> before you yeah. can make six figures mm -hmm. and how. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think a lot of people talk about this too. Like there's like that stereotype that like you get into a relationship and you're comfortable and you like gain a little bit of weight. And then like, if you go through a breakup, you get like, like a lot of people will go on fitness kicks or they'll like cut their hair and they'll do all these drastic things. And it's like, I feel like in some ways that has happened to us, like in our safe, like comfortable relationship, it, you lose that like visceral, like, you know what I mean? Like, like when I met you and you know, you're going through that, like very like honeymoon sort of phase and you're like, I just want to be with you. Mm. And you're like, well, I have, you have this fire under your ass to like work as hard as possible to make those circumstances line up so you can. And you also want to show that you're, like you want to show your best self mm -hmm. kind of all the time. And then once you're firmly in love, <laughs> you're you, no one thinks this, right? No one thinks about this. Right. You, you're just like, oh, well, now they love me. So I don't have to try as hard because they already love me. Right. 
It's that. And yeah, like you said, I don't think it happens on like a super conscious intentional level. Like let's be less of a driven person because now I can take their love for granted. But it's just like jointly as a couple, I think it's easy to fall into this place of just being comfortable and like doing that like routine, you know, like kind of hedonistic thing, like whatever. (laughs) So we've gone through periods of like watching a lot of TV or like eating a lot of junk food or like getting a lot of takeout and not to like knock those periods. I think those are, it's like totally normal and healthy as a human to like have that ebb and flow and like have seasons of being more or less driven because like it's just impossible. You know, we're very cyclic beings. Mm -hmm. So, but that, that's definitely, I feel like I had so much drive to change my life and pursue this new relationship that that is what that's a huge part of what helped me level up in my career and so I I did that and then I moved I was gonna say I moved here I was like no I moved away from California we're back in California now which is crazy (laughs) but I moved to Colorado and like I felt completely stagnant for the entire time I was there like I didn't I, I had a lot of trouble connecting to the same level of inspiration I felt when I started my channel first started to become successful and like net me a profit. And I don't know. I, I just that's like the theme. We we had an episode all about this, right? What was it called? Lessons oh. from the last three years, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think you got it. Yeah. So and and I feel like that's something that has been mirrored. I think our relationships like quite often mirror back to us like major themes in our lives. So like a partner might be dealing with a different version of the same problem or like mindset issue. So I feel like that's how it's been for both of us. And um so I've just I've been making the same amount of money like not really increasing my rates or like draw I'm like my channel's kind of like gradually just growing but I haven't had any like sort of like viral success in the way that some of my videos used to mm-hmm. and it's just been so frustrating and I've been trying to understand like why and why and why so this is like a huge part of like <laughs> that like existential anguish that I feel because yeah. it's like you know it's hard to want to get better and like have better for you and like your partner or your family, whatever situation you're in. And to feel like you know so much and just cannot seem to crack past like that barrier and not fully understand why. Yeah. I mean, it was making me think about like how you felt super motivated when you wanted to move to Colorado mm-hmm. and you like really had that thing you were working towards. Yeah. And I had just started at the company i used to work at Mm -hmm. and i was really motivated to like go to work and i worked a lot of hours that winter like a lot of hours that winter Mm -hmm. because you were in california and i was like i'm gonna save all this money which i did and i'm gonna have success and the whole time i was like playing with my band and Mm -hmm. writing songs and it's just it's it's weird because i did i did the same thing you did Mm -hmm. but it didn't really lead me anywhere you know Mm. like yours led you to sarah's vegan kitchen being your job Mm. and mine led me to just learning things right right like it didn't lead me to like a physical place Mm. 
because I kind of didn't want it to because of the job I had, but that's unimportant. But I'm realizing that I kind of did do the same, like really hard working, yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's much easier to do when you feel like there's something missing and you can see it, right? Like you have that endpoint. It's like you know we had that episode we did all about like running and how learning how to run was such a mind fuck for me for so long. Yeah. And I, there were like little things I was able to do to make it more palatable for me. And one of them was actually like measuring how far I was going. So I knew how much was left. So I had that endpoint in sight. Mm-hmm. And when you achieve a goal that you have and then you advance onto the next level, but you just know you want things to be better, but you don't know in what way or like what exactly you want. It's very difficult especially when like it's like there's a fine line between being grateful and being complacent right Mm -hmm. like acknowledging that this relationship is awesome and it's so crazy that we found each other and I'm so lucky to be in charge of my own time and run my own business and make money as a creative person there's that and then there's just not growing You know, just kind of resigning yourself to your present situation, even though you know you're capable of more. Yeah. When you're a human being, there's there always seems to be there always seems to be like another hurdle. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's like you just said, like we found each other and we have this amazing relationship and we love each other so much. And then there's like, okay, well, we have that. But because of that, sometimes it's like like it's hard for us to work. Mm-hmm. like neither of us really like will like work all night <laughs> because like we want to spend time together right and it's like it's just this weird it's this weird um what's what's this called when two things <laughs> are butting up against each other this weird conflict yeah of like uh i don't want to i don't want to like put over like i, I want to build my music business mm-hmm. but it's hard because i don't i want to spend time with sarah yeah, and then ironically, like the work you don't do to keep that closeness in your relationship ends up driving you apart because you both have that sensation of being stagnant. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how anything that you protect like super fiercely in like um I don't know, like obviously you should be protective of your relationship, but if you're just like holding on to something so strongly, like white knuckling something, that is it usually ends up having the contrary effect yeah right so just to like lay it out there in a way that makes more sense and hopefully it comes out of my mouth in a way that makes sense i haven't <laughs> ever spoken what i'm about to say before mm-hmm. but it, it, it kind of looks like sarah and i are very driven sarah has ideas for videos i have ideas for videos and blog posts about music and podcasting and whatever so we both have these ideas and we're really excited. And then we work on them and we're really excited, but we're both like, okay, well, uh, we're going to stop for right now because we want to watch an episode of TV before we go to bed and hang mm-hmm. out. And then like that kind of happens and we're like, well, I haven't really been able to get as much done. And then we have a conversation like, why why can't we get more done? Mm-hmm. And we both feel like we want to spend more time together, but also want to accomplish stuff. Right. And this is one of these limiting loops. Yeah, because it's like the time we spend together is not always like high quality time. So it doesn't feel necessarily like 
and it's different for every couple right depending on your interests but it's like if we're like kind of trying to numb out from the stress of our day or our work and then we watch like low quality tv even though like the stated reason for doing so is to like bond and be together we don't have, we don't get the sense of being together out of it because it's not you know it's not the same for us as like uh rehearsing a song or mm-hmm. like what what are other things that we like to do together that are like fun and bring us together hmm and well i mean i i think watching tv sometimes yeah sometimes is that because we talk about it a lot oh yeah yeah in which case we should talk about the two things we just watched by the way oh we should yeah but like even though we've been watching love island which is like i you would categorize it as a trashy tv trashy reality tv show Mm -hmm. i mean we're constantly like talking over the show and discussing what's happening right and like it's like weirdly um i don't know it weirdly brings us together like we're not just sitting there in silence a lot. yeah so actually let's talk about love island here because this is something that came up in our conversation so i kind of want to abstract um this a little bit and kind of maybe if we can think of some bullet points as to if you guys are listening are feeling like you're stuck in some sort of loop like what kind of things um what kind of steps might you take to kind of evaluate your situation and get that sensation of progress and i think one of them is to just really deeply question what limiting belief here is is at the heart of of your lack of progress because it's not always obvious right so for me you'd assume like the limiting belief has to do specifically with money but again like how much money you're able to create has a lot to do with your self-worth and what i realized is like that I just have this deep sense of self-loathing is what we came to. And like Love Island comes up here because I I realized like just watching these like very pretty people who are on this reality dating show and like what it starts with like five guys and five girls and they're all like, you know, in their mid twenties, mid to late twenties, I guess. And I realized like looking at them that I, I like set myself, I've always set myself apart from these like, pretty like popular women who I, I don't know like I've always just felt very different from other people and like less I've always felt less interesting less less like how do how do you even describe it I guess like we were watching the show and like there are certain people on the show that I'm like these people are like really boring and like pretty <laughs> shallow like some of them I, we really like but I'm like I could go on Love Island obviously I I'm in a relationship, but I'm like, you could go and we can, we can win that show. <laughs> yeah. I just like lie about our relationship. Let's just both go on and pretend we've never met each other before. And then fall and then <laughs> quote unquote fall madly in love. Yeah. I have to delete half of my YouTube channel, half of my uh, Instagram, um, just to erase the evidence. But I was like, I realized that I've always just thought of myself as inferior to like other people. I like less interesting. Like I've always felt like my only like redeeming qualities are like that I'm able to work hard and I'm like smart. Like I'm a book smart person. But like, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I think I'm an interesting person. I could be on this show. I'd have great conversations. Like, And like just understanding that I was telling myself like automatically without even thinking about it or ever questioning it. I was just always demeaning myself in my mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, we all, we all have limiting beliefs uh, like about 
different things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes to career and success, I mean, it's hard because I, I, I've talked about like trying to make it as a musician, like in a band, and I talked about that. I just dropped my phone. I talked about that a few weeks ago, I think. Um, but when it comes to, you know, Sarah's asked me before, she's like, why, why haven't you started to make like these kinds of YouTube videos you want to make? where you like do a cover or in a different style or just talk about like how to make your podcast sound good. She's like, why haven't you ever started that? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I've, I've had the idea for a while and I just, I, I didn't want to. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I, I just felt like it was, it's hard to separate yourself since there's so much, there's so many YouTubers and there's so much content out there. And it's like, well, what, what do I bring that's special mm-hmm. to this? Like, why is my knowledge... Like, there are already videos about, oh, like, testing this microphone. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's like, yeah, but there are a lot of videos out there and they all have a lot of views. Mm-hmm. So, like, wh- what's the point, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, not what's the point, what's your point, as in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that that does make sense. I'm like, I can just yeah. also do it and make something good and people will watch it, mm-hmm. right? Like, had a new content creators pop up because it's it's hard to i mean even even now i feel excited about it and i understand that limiting belief i have Mm -hmm. yet i'll be writing blog posts for my website about how to make your podcast sound good and i'm like why am i spending so much effort on this no one's gonna see it Mm -hmm. you know and i have to talk myself out of that and be like people people will see it yeah and if it's good people will see more of them Mm mm-hmm I have no doubt, sorry. No, go ahead. I have no doubt that I can be successful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing when I started doing freelance music. I'm like, there are a million people online who sell theme songs, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't until I started doing it and getting good feedback and becoming a Fiverr's choice (laughs) where I was like, oh, okay, I I can, I can do this. Right. It's interesting once you have a a little bit of success. Yeah. How you were like. To get the ball rolling. You're like, oh, I I do have faith in myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Once it's proven to you. Yeah. Well, I think it's just interesting how automatically comparisons happen in your mind such that sometimes they're so automatic that you don't even realize that you are doing it. Like you're comparing yourself to someone and putting yourself down. So something we talk about a lot on this podcast is this concept of expanders, which we also I also stole from the Lazy Phillips podcast. (laughs) But if you're not familiar, it's just someone who has something that you want, like whether it's like the relationship or the job or like the house. It just could be any anyone who has anything that you like are would like to have in your life. Someone that you can relate to who makes it like makes it easy for your subconscious to see like, oh, they can have it. I can have it, too. It's possible. And I realize that sometimes this it can work against you because I realized like with, you know, Love Island is like a silly example, but like, I'm like, these are women who are in the public eye and a lot of people love them just for being themselves. Like all of them go on their Instagrams. They have hundreds of thousands of followers. Lots of people like their photos and just leave them nice comments or are supportive of their relationships. And I'm like, well, yeah, in theory, these are expanders because I'm also on social media. But then you have to like take a step back and question whether you're telling yourself that someone is fundamentally more deserving of something you want than you are. Like if you don't get to the point where you're like, oh, this is great. They can have it. That means I can too. But instead it's like, sometimes you're like, this is great. They have something I want, 
but the re- here's there there's these reasons why they can have it and I can't. It's not available to me. So like example, another example for me is like I love all these different YouTubers who make cooking videos, right? Like I just think of like Binging with Babish or Joshua Weissman and I realize like how much value I get out of their content. Actually, I don't really like Babish's channel that much, but <laughs> not that I don't like it, but it's not like my it's not Sarah's choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really been enjoying watching this. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Lee Zichi. Z-I-Q-U. Z-I-Q-I. Z-I-Q-I. She lives in the Chinese countryside and all of her videos are amazing. It's like the entire process of planting and harvesting a specific like vegetable or something. And then she like processes them in multiple different ways in like traditional like Chinese methods and cooks a bunch of different dishes, like elaborate dishes. So for example, I just made my mom watch this one, like right before the podcast. She like harvests sugarcane, presses it into juice using like ox <laughs> and this like elaborate like stone like juicing mechanism. It's basically like two huge circular stones. Yeah. That she places all the sugarcane so hold on there there's one large stone on the bottom two smaller stones on top and then there's an ox that has like a a piece of wood strapped to it and it walks around in a circle so the two pieces of wood grind against each other or the two pieces of stone grind against each other and she feeds in the sugar cane and it crushes it in between those stones Mm -hmm. and then sugar cane juice comes out yeah and so she takes the sugar cane juice and she turns it into like sugar cube. Like it's it's just insane. She just like does all of these things. She has different ones for like wheat, making flour and vital wheat gluten, seitan and stuff. It's just crazy. It's very cinematic. It's extremely calming. She doesn't really, there's like no, no narration. It's just music and like the sounds of what she's doing. And I just love it. And she has millions and millions and millions of views. She's like a Chinese celebrity. And... So I I like have all these people whose content I consume and get so much value out of. And I realized the other day during this long drawn out conversation Eric and I were having that I like acknowledge that other people can make food and like record it and bring other people value. But for some reason, I was telling myself and not even realizing it that like I'm not capable of providing that same value. And then so it's like are you you realize that, like you have these people that you uh hold as role models but it's like an anti-role model because you're like well babish can do it because he's funny joshua weissman can do it because he's worked at the fancy restaurant uh this lady can do it because she worked she has like a beautiful kitchen you know like mm-hmm. all of these things and like i think so to kind of distill this entire section down into like one point if you feel like you're stuck like maybe examine a couple of people whose lives you kind of envy you know who have something you want and ask yourself like what you're telling yourself sets them apart like why can they have it but you can't and like really see like really examine what automatic like limiting beliefs are coming up and also try to go we both have to clear our throats at the exact same time um and also try to try to really not just like not half-ass think about it but try to like really 
dig deep and imagine what it would be like if you had it right so what i was saying to sarah was like in in my case i i'm trying to manifest (laughs) and this is this is real i'm trying to manifest getting hired to write a theme song for like a television show or i don't know some like very popular podcast like fucking joe rogan doesn't have a theme (laughs) song i'll send that moron a theme song i don't care (laughs) um he's not a moron well anyway that's that's a different episode um but i'm i'm trying to make that happen for myself right because i have envisioned like oh what would it feel like if I, i i don't know like Thomas Middleditch is coming out with a new show. What if they were like, oh, we found you. Will you write this theme song for our CBS show? Yeah. Like how would it feel to spend all that time on mm-hmm. that and then make royalties mm-hmm. from a, like a, a network show? Yeah. And I'm like, that wouldn't scare me. I I feel deserving of that and I'm ready. Like, give, come on, universe, give me that job. Right. right. But there are other things where if i thought that hard like what would it actually what would the process feel like how would making the money feel like i i don't know it mm-hmm. could be for some people be like i can't handle the stress i don't deserve that much money yeah and see what you tell yourself and i don't it's it's, it's harder than saying figure it out but yeah yeah <laughs> that was it that was the thought yeah i think another thing is to think about what um, kind of negatives that your mind is assuming come along with the life that you want. So for me, I struggle a lot with like, I don't have trouble dealing with criticism online, but sometimes it is just really exhausting to put out free content for strangers and have them like comment completely unrelated shitty things like how my hair looks bad or like, yeah. Where is my, like, we rehomed Melvin. We have an entire episode about this. Um, So a friend adopted our dog Melvin in February. And still, like, every video I I upload, someone asked me about, where's Melvin? No, no. Someone doesn't (laughs) ask you, like, 10, you get 10 different comments about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I moved on from this. Like, he's doing great. We get He's update thriving. photos with of him and his brother. And we don't even want them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we I'm, moved on. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I can't, it's very exhausting sometimes. Or like someone will leave me leave a mean comment about my relationship or like, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm realizing that like I'm associating more views and more success with more criticism. And so if you can understand like, like you can only manifest success like like you have to decide uh who who's talking about this marie forleo is a like a businesswoman entrepreneur and she interviewed oh god what's her name elizabeth gilbert who wrote uh, eat pray love okay yeah. um and elizabeth gilbert was talking about like you have to think about like what shit sandwich you're willing to eat mm. as in like there's your dream life and every like dream life comes with like certain shitty things that you just have to deal with. And it's like, what shitty things are you willing to deal with? Like what's, what's worth it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or as in like what, what dream that you want to fulfill is so fulfilling that it makes all of the like little negatives worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like everyone who's famous has a bunch of people, 
with tons of opinions about them, no matter how much love, how loved you are or how admired by your fans, right? You just It just comes with oh my being God. in the public eye. Especially now, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's going to exactly go away to any degree now that we have a, a new president elect <laughs> but especially now like in this political climate mm-hmm. i mean people just people use their platform to say hey support this candidate or this candidate and mm-hmm. here's why and you get all the people who also support that candidate and then you get the hey stick to acting yeah. stick to cooking stick to music and it's just like I don't know. I, that's obviously been happening more and more over like the last year or so. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the shit sandwich. I've, I've definitely heard the shit sandwich thing before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know if if I'm just like examining myself. I really feel like the thing that scares me the most about being successful mm-hmm. is like not having enough time for our re- not having enough time in our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I, I'm like scared of losing. I'm scared of losing you mm-hmm. because of spending time doing something else. Right. Right. There's all sorts of those those beliefs that crop up, right? So, like, if you really and you have to be again, like, very brutally honest, um, and just really think about how you were raised to think about certain like states of life. So it's like if you secretly, well, subconsciously or consciously think that being wealthy means that you're a bad person you're greedy you're not gonna have time for your family uh, or like people are gonna need more things from you like people are gonna ask there's gonna be more responsibility right so I think like part of me like I've always kind of assumed that if I am wealthy that I'll have you know I'm like kind of afraid of needing to take care of like my family honestly um or like what else what else I don't know like sometimes people will I know a big thing, like, as far as, like, getting the body you want, it's, like, getting fitness, is, like, a lot of women are not comfortable with attention from men that tends to come with, like, being super fit. Like, I feel like that's a a big complex a lot of us have. Yeah, everything would be a lot easier if men weren't fucking assholes all the time. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. So. So it's just, like, it's different for everyone, but, like, I think it's important to be, like, well, what what is your subconscious really telling you is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Because it may, like, once you bring that to conscious awareness and you can be honest about it, then you can say, okay, well, I know this is going to be hard, but it's still worth it to me. Or you can say, no, this really isn't worth it to me. And then you can change your goal, right? Yeah. Um, and I, may, I mean, it goes back to, um, like, the the comments, mm-hmm. like, the, the mean comments. And that's a, that's a big part of if you're trying to be successful in the public eye. Yeah. That's, like i mean listeners you know me i i don't like i don't care about people's opinions for the most part Mm -hmm. and even someone like me if i get mean youtube comments i'm still like i mean like i'm I'm pretty good at moving past it but Mm -hmm. like they're still not they're still not fun like like i just posted a, a video on the cute threat channel of what would take me home country road sound like if it was done by blink 182 and the concept of doing a cover of a song in a different style Mm -hmm. has been done by like a billion channels Mm -hmm. and and it was one of those things where i wanted to do it for a while and sarah Mm -hmm. was like it's okay if if other people have had success doing it like you can also 
throw your hat in the ring, right? Yeah. That's how it works. And, you know, like right off the bat, like I posted on Reddit and I got a few thousand views and then I got a dozen comments that are like, you just ripped off this guy. You just ripped off this guy. You just ripped off this guy. And I'm like so irritated by it. <laughs> but I mean, I personally just, I'm I'm pretty secure in thinking I'm right mm-hmm. a lot, you know? And so my thought, my thought in response to that is, well, all art is quote unquote ripped off. Imitation. From, yeah. From yeah. other art. So it's like, yeah, sure. That maybe this guy has done this, but he probably got the idea from someone else and so on and so forth. So I'm like, you can comment all you want that I ripped someone off. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's simply not true that only one person can execute an idea. You know, that's yeah. that we wouldn't be have any form of progress if we mm-hmm. weren't able to build on things other people have made. Yeah. Um, what other thing, if we were to move on and do another like bullet point, like, mm-hmm. okay, you're stuck, you're hitting your head against a wall. <laughs> um, what else can you do to take inventory or feel progress? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Eric pulls open his, uh, we tried to take like a little bullet point list a little list before we started because this is such an expansive topic it really is like it's it's like something that just has come up so many times since we've been living together and dating because i think we both are very like achievement oriented and we want like we both want like we're on the same page about the life we want you know Mm -hmm. like the standard of of living and that includes like why we both have like dry throat right now yeah i think it's from jogging this morning yeah um but i mean even even the other night during a different conversation we talked about like making music together Mm -hmm. and like what our life might look like and i feel like we both over time have kind of like thought more about the musicians who go on tour all the time Mm -hmm. and we're like do we want to do that yeah like neither of us have ever wanted a life like that um maybe when i was like in high school i was like yeah i'll go on tour with my band and my, my buddies <laughs> mm-hmm. now that i'm an adult i'm like i like that's that's why making theme songs and writing blog posts about audio production is yeah. amazing because i get to be in my house and right. i love being in my house right um so thankfully we're on the same page but i think i think that leads to another bullet point which is like the general idea of communication Mm. if you're in a partnership or like if you feel stuck together with someone else yeah and like you said it's such an expansive topic and when the topic is so expansive it's almost harder to Mm -hmm. find the next place to go with it exactly right yep um so yeah i mean as evidenced by why we're having this conversation you know that sarah and i have a lot of very open conversations about what we want to do mm-hmm. um but communication is hard to achieve yeah i mean sarah and i are very on the same page and like we're we both think differently and we're both weird and like we both kind of feel like outcasts <laughs> from the rest of the general human population and, and our families you know yeah and even between us there's still like a different level of how we think which yeah. sometimes leads to lack of um good community i was trying to find i was like just say any <laughs> word that's not good and then good came out good communication right. we're just not seeing eye to eye or thinking that you're ta- having a conversation about the same thing but you're not having it like you're not 
it's weird. It's what hard always, to explain. What always happens is Sarah like will say something, and I'll respond to it, and she'll be like, "What? What do you? What do you think I said?" And I'm like, "I clearly thought you thought you were talking about something else, right?" And this isn't. We're not going to shift this, the theme of today's episode to like our dirty laundry, right? So if you want to tea, find it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we can do. I do actually want to do an episode where we talk about like some of the biggest hurdles we've overcome together. And, like, yeah. get really concrete about it. but Like, when um, you scratch my back too hard, and I want you to, like, just lighten it a little. <laughs> when you're in a back rub mood, and I give you a back scratch. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, bitch, don't you know I want to rub? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as I say, okay, so, like, even if you're not in a couple, though, like, the communication thing, like, communicate with yourself, which is to say, like, take inventory often. And also, like, so I think the thing is, like, sometimes you set a goal. And you're like, okay, full speed ahead. And then you get there and you're like, I hate this. Or like the process of getting here wasn't worth it. Or where I am now, like it's not sustainable. Like all of these different things come up. And I think it's that's why it's important to kind of, as you go, just incrementally decide like, is this where I want to keep going? Do I keep, do I keep doing this? Because I think there's a number of times where we've committed to something and every step along the way, feels shitty but we don't like stop and reevaluate you know we like just keep going hoping it right will get better it's like which is, give the example like just with our music thing yeah um well we were we went to the park this morning and we went on separate jogs in the same place and we linked back up at the end and sarah was like oh how was your run and i was like it was amazing i went so fast because i was listening to our music on shuffle the Mm -hmm. whole time and sarah was like what why and i'm like i don't know i just i i put on like the most recent mix of this new cover we have and then i was like you know what and i jumped to spotify and just like shuffled all of our covers and i was like our like we're we're pretty good at this and when we make when we make music in the style that really fits us i mean this is like captain obvious but it sounds better right? and we love it and like we're obsessed with it like when we did lover i don't know how many i can't tell you how many times i listened to that before we like finalized it and set it up yeah like on spotify i didn't even get to lover on shuffle oh which is funny <laughs> yeah so it's like it's interesting because like we haven't been making tons of music because it's like for some reason we just keep hitting this like icky feeling place when we try to do it yeah and, and neither like, of us are happy when we do it right because I realized like, okay, so there's so much information out there from all sorts of different sources on how to accomplish a lot of things, right? And so, (laughs) and like all of the, so everyone has a different pathway to get somewhere, right? So it's like if a bunch of different people from different starting points put in like Boston, Massachusetts into their map, there's going to be all sorts of different um, routes routes that Google Maps gives you. Exactly. And it's like sometimes you're just trying to follow someone else's map and it's going to be confusing and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah. And so I think it's important to recognize that. And it's like I was Eric and I were both listening separately to all of this different material about how to make it big on like Spotify, like how to boost your streams and like how to make up this perfect um, like schedule of like uploading like a song every six weeks or something. And we're like, yeah, let's do it because that's the formula f- to get to what we want, right? Mm-hmm. And then we realize like it just sucked. Like we aren't really 
looking for a conventional type of success and we want our audience to be like a specific kind of audience like we don't really want like all of halsey's audience or all of like we want we want you guys yeah but in the form of fans of our music which i'm sure there obviously is some crossover yeah like we want like 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 you said the halsey like huge massive pop star thing Mm -hmm. it's like sure that sounds cool because like everyone uh, i mean i want to say everyone loves you but everyone also hates you at the same time which is (laughs) weird and you have a lot of money but then we're like wait there are these smaller artists who like have i I, Mm -hmm. I don't know a tenth of the following yeah a a 20th of the following but all their fans like love them and they interact with them and like they talk to them and when it comes to like lifestyle and monetary gain these artists are like it's just like going to an, a good job. It's like they have like a solid amount of money and they're fine. They're mm-hmm. good. They're not buying million dollar mansions, yeah. but they are having a good time. Right. And I'm like, we want that. Yeah. Like we want a nice little group of fans who like us. Yeah. I mean, which isn't <laughs> to say that like Halsey's music isn't like great. I like love a lot of her music and I think it's like very like... Like something I really value is like that emotional depth and intensity and like um, authenticity in lyrics. And she definitely has that. And it's not also not to say that there aren't people who absolutely love Halsey and obsessed with her and are good fans to her. But But it was like it's just too broad of a, you know, to pick like a really popular pop star and like be like, yep, that's what I want to achieve. It's just too it's not specific enough. And it's not achievable. Like your brain is not going to be like, yep, you can have that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all of the like negatives that come along with it are totally worth it. Right. Yeah. And on like a more on a smaller, more literal level, it was the kind of music we were trying to make mm-hmm. where. So as you guys know, we've been trying to make like like this kind of pop music version of Sarah's singer songwriting songs <laughs> and and then I was listening on my run this morning and I was like, oh, all of our songs are not like that because we yeah. didn't try to start. We didn't try that yet. And mm-hmm. we're just kind of realizing we should play to our strengths, which is guitars and pianos and singing. Yeah. And not like a bunch of electronic tracks on a computer. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like we're never going to do that, but it yeah. has to be like a natural progression into it. It has to come from a place of like, inspiration rather than like this is what everyone who's popular is doing so like we should try to emulate that Mm -hmm. it's almost like working backwards can be useful sometimes but like you can't so so it's like there's like a bridge like the pieces have they connect in the middle but it's almost like we're trying to work back from the end of a different bridge and then we're not getting to us you know right and it's like it's also hard when well, let me just say it, it's easier to f- to realize it's the wrong thing mm-hmm. where if you're making the music and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not the right thing because listen to it. It sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's effortful and we get in fights when we're doing it. But so what I was going to say is that it's it was harder to realize because, I mean, I, I'm not going to like stroke ourselves but like we're good at making music mm-hmm. so it was the wrong thing but we're like well it's this song still sounds good but we're not having yeah. any fun doing it like sarah sarah can still sing it well and like all the music i made around it like oh that could be on the radio yeah but we're like well wait 
we're not it's harder to see when it's like oh the product's fine yeah but like we don't really like it well that's the thing is like eric and i have such different styles of working and eric can like accomplish most things that he decides he's gonna do so if it's if i'm like yeah make a disco track like a la dua lipa like make take my song i have an acoustic demo for you and make it disco and he's like okay i can do that and it sounds good and then I, we go to track vocals and i'm like this is not my like, song i can't sing this i don't know how to sing over this yeah, I'm like, I, or like i can sing it but i don't know how to make myself sound good and i'm like well why when i'm playing it on the guitar if we're just sitting on the bed like practicing like i love the song and it's like so this is like um this is like another one of those bullet points i think is like it just takes time to figure out who you are and like what things are. Do you ever just get the sense that you're doing something and you're like, this is like what my soul wants to be doing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so different for everyone. Yeah. It's like, it's funny. Cause I'm like, I've been cooking a lot lately and I'm like learning about sourdough and I'm so bad at it still. <laughs> and I'm like, this is just what my soul wants to do. Like yeah. I like making things from like minimal, like it's just so cool to me to like master cooking. And that's why I love like the, the Lee Zichi videos so much. Cause it's like just taking what exists in the world and making something beautiful out of it. And I'm right, like, like, this is what my soul is. You yeah, know, you're kind of over like making a lasagna out of seven different processed packaged yeah. vegan alternatives yeah <laughs> i mean i'm still into both but i don't <laughs> it's <laughs> I, not I my livelihood to you yeah. yeah i just have to eat it right and so i think what it takes to like get so like look if you have a bunch of different everyone is out there doing something different like trying to like live their best life and it's very very easy this is something that comes up constantly on here like it's very easy to grasp onto someone else's idea of success and just to try to back engineer it mm -hmm. and what it takes to like, and as long as you're trying to do that, you're going to constantly be kind of like chasing these new leads and then inevitably failing or like finding some success, but it's exhausting to hold on to and to maintain. And that's why like to get to that next level of like, who who you're destined to be your next level of greatness you have to like find out who you are and that requires like like our one of our previous episodes maybe like our last episode about just creating space mm -hmm. like how can you decide how can you find out who you really are and what feeds your soul if you are so attached to a different way of doing things that your parents told you to do or that your job wants you to like that you know what i mean like you mm -hmm. have to eliminate the things that consistently exhaust you yeah and make you feel like there's a difference between working really hard and feeling like oh so satisfied and so tired versus like i feel like i've been walking through quicksand yeah. for an hour <laughs> and let me just say when if you're like beginning the journey of trying to make something else your career mm -hmm. um it, <laughs> it it'll it'll feel more often than not at the beginning like that was <laughs> that was exhausting was it even worth it mm -hmm. because if you're not making money from it like right away yeah. it can be hard to uh contextualize it in your mm -hmm. brain like that 
right? Like you, last night before we watched the docu- the end of the documentary, you were like napping next to me and I was working <laughs> on a blog post and I'm like, I'm so tired, but like, I want to keep writing this. And then in my head, I'm like, I had that doubt, you know, like, mm-hmm. why are you writing this? No one's going to read it. And I was like, well, just hold on. Like you, you eventually you will be getting traffic and you'll be making money and it'll be it'll feel more worth it mm-hmm. to like be up at night writing something right? right but it's hard to envision that at first right? yeah and like it, only you can know like what is feeding you right only mm-hmm. you can know so and and it's like there's so many different ways to approach any given thing so like food youtube is a huge thing there's like mukbang channels there's restaurant review channels there's you know these videos that i've been watching lately where it's like just i can't even describe it is it even really a cooking video it's just almost like a film like a straight up like cinematic like mini film just showing how to do something yeah and the intention isn't that i'm not gonna watch it and then be like oh i'm gonna go plant some peanuts or maybe i am but you know it's not like a it's not intended to be an educational thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like it has intrinsic, like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes beauty is the value, right? And also, I, I mean, I don't want to get too, I don't, I don't know if it's, if, if, if you could categorize it as woo. <laughs> but like, I think just like being intentional and finding love in things. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it just makes me think about politics and like, yeah. it, it's like everything. It's just like be willing to give love and receive it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm you're making me think of Craig Adams, who's a YouTuber that we both like a lot. And he makes these, he doesn't call them hiking videos. He calls them hiking films. And they're like 40 minute videos where the first half is he's taking amazing cinematic shots while he's done like a multi-day backpacking trip. And then the second half of the video, he's talking to the camera explaining what it like what he was doing and yeah. where he was and everything the route logistics as far as traveling there and camping Food and all of he that. brought and like so, someone in the comments on one of his most recent videos was like oh hey i just started a channel like this like heavily inspired by craig adams you know and i didn't click it because i didn't have time or something mm-hmm. but like i would never go to one of his videos if it was amazing or if it was terrible and i would never say I wouldn't even have the thought like, oh, you, oh, you, you ripped off Craig Adams, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just be like, great. Awesome. If it's amazing, I'd watch it. I'd watch that also. Yeah. Like there's room for just like Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. There's room for both. <laughs> there would have been room for both of them in the world. Yeah. And it's like, just because someone else is doing something like we said earlier, doesn't mean you can't. And if someone else is... I don't know if if you started making a very like Sarah specific kind of video mm-hmm. and then someone else started doing it, you wouldn't be like, hey, no, stop that. That's that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I'm like oh, room. you can't make tofu as well. Sorry. Yeah. Only I make tofu. <laughs> right. So it's like just it, it, whatever side of of this you're on. Right. Just just go into it with a with a full open heart. Mm hmm yeah and on the topic of craig adams this is uh so i mentioned at the beginning when you did this supporter shout out that i would bring it up again because so craig adams has a patreon i believe or he has like a youtube channel membership where you can like donate each month to his channel 
and he's he always like puts all of their names on his on like his end screen he's like thank you so much this allows me to go on more trips and document it right and like i saw that last time eric was watching one of these videos a couple days ago and i was like isn't it weird like i never judge people for having a patreon or for like asking for donations but like for me i've just always felt so bad doing it and like even when we do the supporter shout out i'm always like like am i giving these people enough value and like something i always say is like it's not really up to you to decide how people value things like you don't know all of the ways in which you might be brightening someone's day or teaching them something or helping them like develop more clarity on their situation just by sharing your situation um but i've just always felt very resistant to like asking for support and i realized like this goes back to the first uh, point we made which is like there are these like automatic limiting beliefs and i've just always assumed like the content i make is like just not worth it and i i don't know where it comes from I, that's another thing like i'd have to think a little bit more about it's like i know that i work hard and i think part of the reason why like i've had trouble feeling like my content is valuable is because I've still been in the work of this, like this previous point, which is like what's authentic to me. And I've just been trying on all of these different like YouTube food creator hats. And I'm like, well, am I doing voiceovers and I'm like being funny and like exuberant and outgoing? Am I doing like, you know, um, live cooking show style thing? And I'm like this, uh, I don't know, like this outgoing personality who's like, charming and like well-dressed and like or is like is it possible that like maybe the kind of content that I should be making is like quieter and like just more calming and like less like precise and I think mm -hmm. about like Joshua Weissman I was watching his sourdough tutorial this morning and it was like so frantic and he's just yeah. like throwing information and he always puts like the grams of things that you need to add to the like as yeah. if someone's gonna like <laughs> watch the video and like remember the recipe yeah and i'm like well and he speaks so fast and he's like he has really long hair and he's disheveled <laughs> and he's just like oh so, so, and like it has like four million views yeah i'm and like i'm like what you can be anyone yeah. and you're gonna find someone who loves you and finds value in what you create mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i don't need to act like joshua weissman and i don't need no to does. act like <laughs> we love him okay yeah, we know we do we watch his videos all the time and let's go ahead and just drop in our sweet simple vegan ref today oh jasmine chris what's up babies <laughs> yeah like it's like i we don't like no one needs to act like someone else like everyone else yeah. is just doing their own thing and it's like you can draw inspiration from them and they can show you what's possible mm -hmm. and i'm like i just i feel like i'm getting to this point where I know the kind of food I want to be making that is inspiring me. And now the last piece is like, how am I going to document that? Mm -hmm. And and then I feel like this like weird three-year segment of time where I've been like super stagnant in terms of the content I'm making and like fallen in and out of love with cooking and creating. Like I feel that is like coming to its conclusion because mm -hmm. I feel like I've I've just tried on so many personalities. Yeah. And I'm coming back into like me. Yeah. And, and that's for, the work. Yeah. And for me, I'm not, I'm not coming back into anything. I feel like for the first time, I'm like, you know what? This is what I, this is what I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I can make videos ab about audio production and make theme songs for a living and record vocals for people. Like this is a thing I can do and make a career and I'm going to make it happen and mm -hmm. I'm going to get that fucking job 
for a <laughs> fucking sitcom or something and i'm gonna make them the theme song and love island contacts you they're like <laughs> can you make us a sexy theme song i absolutely w- i have two sexy theme songs <laughs> just on my hard drive that a client did not buy um <laughs> but yeah i mean also i can't help but think that part of the reason accepting money in these ways is difficult for the sole reason of like we don't have a reference like like that hasn't been taught to us right our parents have all made money by trading services yeah by having jobs yeah (laughs) like 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 neither of us know anyone like we weren't raised by parents who sent us to college with money that they earned by from vans (laughs) yeah from exactly from like oh yeah like you know i i had this um youtube membership program and you know now you get to go to a private college yeah it's like no they fucking just went to work yeah and it's like it's like a whole new world yeah nowadays so like i can't help but think that's part of why it definitely is challenging it is i and just like i just feel such a tremendous responsibility to make people's lives better and I just wonder, like, sometimes I think it's like that imposter syndrome thing mm-hmm. where I'm like, I just still struggle with depression and like finding out, like, what am I doing with my life? What's my purpose? Why am I here? And it's like that sense of feeling disqualified, to, like I'm not qualified to help other people. But mm-hmm. it's, it's just not true. Like everyone has their own, you know, they've put yeah. in their hours learning a specific set of lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and part of that conversation about like getting money from uh, from your fans or yeah. followers, whatever you want to call them, it's like you're not. I mean, you you can, but you're not forcing anyone to yeah to pay you, right? I mean, if you made all, if you put all your videos behind a paywall, like, <laughs> like yes, that's a shitty move, right? But like, if you kind have, of, you know, or is it, or is that a limiting belief? You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on depends on what you do. Yeah. Right. But like, if if you opened up a channel membership thing and you're like, oh, like, yeah, you can donate ten dollars a month to my channel to help me buy, buy groceries. Yeah. Like you said, like Craig Adams, like it helps him travel because mm-hmm. that's a big part of his job. Yeah. Like yeah, you have to buy groceries like nine t- nine times a week, <laughs> right? And yeah. it costs money. And like, there's no there's no shame in that yeah and what i told you the other night is if people want to give you money yeah they'll give you money and if they don't want to guess what they won't <laughs> like yes. i i'm a monthly supporter of one podcast and yeah. i give them five dollars a month and i get a little extra content in return and i'm like hell if i didn't even get that little extra piece of content i would still like probably if they skipped a month yeah I, w- I wouldn't complain i'd be like yeah great this is helping you guys Make a podcast about D and D as your life. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and yeah, I can afford five dollars a month, so I give it to them. Right. Great. Yeah, it's definitely just like a a mindset thing mm-hmm. that I will continue to work to overcome. Yeah, and that will be easier. Like as I, you know, I think it, it kind of does happen naturally as you do things that like make you happy. Like, I really do think, like, the best way to serve other people is by doing what you are best at, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's crazy how the whole end of this conversation boils down to something you learn when you were three years old, which is believe in yourself. <laughs> Except no one teaches you how yeah. hard that actually is. 
when yeah. you're an adult. And in some ways, they you get taught the opposite, which is believe in yourself. But in these conventional, like believe that you're capable of doing the these things, this list of things, like pick from this list. Believe that you can become president one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to do a little positivity box to wrap okay. it up. And mine is like kind of related to this entire conversation because, uh, so we mentioned earlier, we were, we watched two documentaries this week. That's what I was actually wait, talk about. yesterday and the day before. Mm-hmm. So Eric wanted to rewatch the documentary Blackfish, which I had never watched. So it was my first time, but he had watched it when it, well, came, when out. it came out. It's about, don't tell them what it's about. <laughs> um, so it came out in 2013 and it's about the exploitation of orcas, mm-hmm. aka killer whales, um, by SeaWorld and other establishments yeah. that that own and breed um, orcas for entertainment value. Right. And it talked about, like, I don't know, it, it kind of spotlighted this one killer whale, Tilikum, who he's at sea or was at sea world until he passed away he was at sea world in orlando florida and they were using him as a like a breeder so they could keep breeding orcas because it's very profitable sort of thing and he was also like massive yeah but he had been involved in what like three two or three Hmm. incidents where trainers were killed or you know otherwise maimed yeah basically like these creatures are kept in captivity for they're like their lifespans in captivity are like less than half of what they tend to be in the wild they're in poor health they fight like basically we learned that orcas are just extremely intelligent and emotionally intelligent and and they have yeah they have this like this hierarchy and they're very matriarchal and so we just really disrupt their entire lives Mm -hmm. by cap cap i was gonna say captivating them (laughs) Capturing, capturing them they're basically humans they basically have human <laughs> level brains yeah so we watched that and that one was very eye-opening but then i posted about it on instagram and dozens and dozens of you recommended that we listen to we watch um my octopus teacher which is a newer one it came out like what beginning of this year i think it came out in like september oh Oh my goodness. Um, and it's just about this diver and documentary filmmaker who's going through like a really depressive period of his life, like having trouble connecting with any sense of purpose. And he started diving near his home. <laughs> Sound familiar. <laughs> yes. See, that's why I love this so much is that he he discovered um, this octopus at the bottom of, I don't know. He was, he, he was, he was like shallow water diving, um, off the coast of somewhere in south africa where he's from Mm -hmm. and there's like this big kelp forest and he used to go there as a kid and he just start it's like cold water but it's not extremely deep to the bottom so he was going there with like just a bathing no wetsuit no Mm -hmm. scuba tank just a snorkel and he would dive down and hold his breath and like film and just explore down there and he basically he saw this octopus one day like in in her den and he was just like oh that's cool and then he kept coming back and it was still there. Every day. He went there every day until the end of her life. Yeah. And he, he kind of at some point was like, oh, I'm going to keep coming back here every single day and I'm going to make this animal like me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically make it not afraid of him. Right. And it was just crazy like watching this because it was like we were watching the story of this octopus 
which I didn't know anything about about octopuses, octopi, octopus, <laughs> octopose, <laughs> octopose, uh, <laughs> octopus. And so I was learning a ton about them. And actually, a lot is not known about them, it would seem. That's kind of what he seemed to say. Yeah. Um, so it was just weird seeing like how much intelligence they have. And I guess they only live like a couple of years. Three to five. Yeah. So for it to come into the world with like so much just like instinct to protect itself, to hunt. And like, it's just crazy. Like you should watch it. It it was insane. Yeah. And like, so there was like the documentation of this creature and then his relationship with the creature and how like in the process of like studying her and like he came to really care about her well-being but he also wasn't wanting to interfere so there was like you know i don't want to give it all away but basically like his relationship growing with her with her and like him finding meaning Mm -hmm. and just like showing up every day and kind of coming to peace with just like reality and nature and like the process of like life and death Mm -hmm. and i feel like I don't know. It was very moving to me. Yeah. Well, it's also just moving because like 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 you said, we we don't realize how intelligent certain animals are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew going into both that orcas are extremely intelligent and octopos are <laughs> like far Octopi. they're far more intelligent than most people know just yeah. cuz I've seen like gifs on Reddit. Of, I just assumed they weren't because I'm, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm we're vegan, but I, I'm like, I, I've never it's been too torn up about like people having calamari. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, well, and, those are squid, but <laughs> yeah, and now we're like, holy shit, why? Yeah, why? no, don't eat octopus. And you, you just kidding? come to realize like how precious life is, mm-hmm. and how like, how like I mean, humans are say what you want, like we're capable of some really shitty things, but also like how insane is it that we have built all the things that we have and that we can communicate to the depth that we do and like and then and we're I started, still also unhappy yeah and i was thinking about how this guy like what started the film extremely like dejected and sad and aimless and seemed to find a lot of purpose and now he has like a very successful documentary on netflix and i'm like well what is my version of that like what's my version of like what is there out there that i can appreciate and learn from every single day and like try to seek out the beauty in every day that will help me create something that will help other people you know and i after, feel like that is there for all of us and after you said that to me last night when we finished i was like i was like you should just take that idea and run with it yeah just swim with it where you just like (laughs) figurative uh figurative swimming and you just like you 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 just you do do something every day yeah and like what that is relating to food and i don't know you were definitely food for me yeah it's crazy it's the food for me it's the food for me it's the boobs for me (laughs) okay wait last do do (laughs) can i say this yeah okay so we were watching love island and a new guy came into into the villa that they're staying at and he got to choose one woman to take it they, they call them boys and girls which is really creepy to me like <laughs> boys I, and they're, girls they're men and women they're adults yeah so he got to choose one woman to take on a date and like they, they were on a on a date in the middle of the villa and everyone was basically watching from a from a distance all the other girls were like on the balcony like staring at them yeah and one of them one of the women justine 
was like imitating the guy talking to this woman who has like fairly large breast implants yeah she had that was like one of the first things this girl had mentioned i just got these babies on my chest and i'm ready to go i'm ready to take them for a spin so so justine was watching them and she was imitating the guy on the date and she was like it's the boobs for me (laughs) (laughs) and we keep saying it it's so so fucking funny right okay um so that was my positivity box watch these watch the documentaries i mean i just i cried so much at the end of my octopus teacher yeah um yeah it it was so fascinating because like we're we're so designed to i don't know about all of us but like the whole time especially because he's referring to the octopus as her Mm -hmm. it's just like your brain goes to like is he romantically interested in this (laughs) octopus and like i know it sounds stupid but you're like is he like really lonely and like finding some sort of weird love connection Mm. and then by the end you're like they're he they're really like friends in a weird way and like he like they seem to really care for each other in a friendly yeah i I don't know it's just amazing yeah i can't even explain it you should watch it i think our positivity box should just be one every together yeah because like that, that that was also mine that's yours okay you know and we both had so much to say about okay, it. Okay, well, one one more thing, and it'll be fast. I don't, I, I don't mind. Uh, this is like me giving you a, another positivity box because it's related to you. Me, but Eric has been making. Well, this is actually only two weeks, but we decided that now on Sundays Eric makes pasta. Oh, yeah. And Eric made linguine Alfredo yesterday, hmm. and it was so good. Are it's you saying, my favorite thing? <laughs> are you saying this is your positivity box? My positivity box. Right. <laughs> insert so, laugh track and so like I, I mean i've been vegan for a while but i've made like a lot of like weird like cauliflower alfredo or potato alfredo like puree vegetables but i i don't know i've just for some reason i've never been like let's take a fettuccine alfredo recipe and just do one-to-one substitutions so what'd you put um i mean i used vegan butter instead mm-hmm. of butter i used cashew cream instead of heavy cream and I used follow your heart shredded Parmesan instead of Parmesan. Wow. It was so good. We ate all of, we, well, we limited ourselves to half a box. We only made half a box of pasta. I mean, which is good because I like my pasta like super saucy. Mm. So it would have been too dry super if we had shushy. made the whole box. But Alfredo or like, so if I'm at a restaurant before going vegan, it's like I'm going to get Alfredo or four cheese pasta or something. Mm. And it was just amazing and i didn't have a stomach ache afterwards i know i was just thinking like like disregarding the oh we haven't eaten cheese in years so like it would hurt our stomachs disregarding that whole aspect if we had eaten that much fettuccine alfredo that had dairy in it Mm -hmm. i can't imagine how bad we would feel i mean yeah even like people who aren't vegan yeah exactly yeah have (laughs) intestinal distress and we just like woke up and like pooped went on a run and we were like look (laughs) It was vegetables. No, it was so good. Anyway, yeah. that that's my second pos- positivity, positivity box. box. Yeah. Um, it's positive for me, too, because I have a lot of fun doing it, and it makes Sarah, like, way more happy than I thought it would. Yeah. Well, see, that's, like, another one of those, like, bonding activities that is, like, it feels like we're bonding. Yeah. Obviously, yesterday I was stressed, and I didn't help you as much as I usually would. But, totally like, fine. I really like when we actually cook together, like, with an intention to be cooking together. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, I have a recipe, and I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? But, yeah. like, we conceive of a recipe together, mm-hmm. and we see it through. Like, we're going to do bao 
this weekend, this um, Ooh. this Wednesday. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank um, you. Hopefully, you make it to this to, to the end of the episode. But it's been an hour and almost 24 minutes. <laughs> uh, our episodes keep getting longer and longer. Even though sometimes we go into the podcast like. Like we got in the car to go to the park this morning. We were like, what the hell are we going to talk about on the podcast today? And then, I don't know, it's just been happening, which is very nice. I really like this episode. I'm kind of scared that, I'm so scared of like us, I'm so scared of this not happening at some point where like, where it like gets really hard for some Mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. But, well, excuse me. But I feel like we're at that point where we're going to keep being able to have. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as we keep learning, which I think is like fundamental to both our natures, then I mean, we can keep we... helping and like keep sharing. And even if there's like a week where we're just like, oh, there's really no huge lesson we've come up against this week, then it's like, fine, let's talk about something fun. Like, let's mm-hmm. talk about a documentary we watched or a recipe we made. Like, it yeah. doesn't always have to be like that. I you also, I, I want to do a Q&A episode, mm. like about, I don't, I don't know about our relationship and relationships in general. I obviously don't want to field any questions that are like overly personal, but <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing, nothing. But it just, it sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it I would just love sounds, to. yeah. I'm so, pretty, I'm pretty transparent, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So send us in your relationship questions. You can email us at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com. And if you're okay with us reading about it and talking it, talking about it on the show, let us know. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. I'm hungry. You're hungry? Yeah. <laughs>